Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. Uh, the list of COVID cock-ups from the government keep coming. Uh, so I think Kay Hawkesby's going to list some of those off for us. Uh, we, we, it's good to just keep uh, making fun of the Tahuya train because it's so ridiculous. Uh, should we teach MMA in school and uh, Auckland's last video shop is closing down? We all know why, and yet we did a, a, an interview to find out why. Uh, but for anything else, uh, smoke-free. A few changes to that, eh? A lot of people are texting and calling and also those items on the news about if we ban tobacco, it will go to the black market. I don't believe that'll be the case. I think, as that they said today with Alicia Verrill speaking, people don't want to smoke. It's not seen as cool. It's not even seen. They've got it out of the movies. You know, you don't see people smoking. And the whole point about tobacco is that people get hooked when they're young. 15, 16, 17, 14, 13, 12. They're hooked before they know it. Before they're even really adults and can make that choice. So it's not like people that get to 20 are going to think, heck, I want to take up smoking. It's not that sort of drug. It's not that sort of buzz. The only buzz really from smoking is that you, your next cigarette takes away the anxiety and the jitteriness caused by the withdrawals you're going through. So it's a meaningless kind of a thing. I think the whole black market argument is fear-mongering and I think it's wrong. Not only that, but it's like really hard to grow and then process tobacco into a form where you, it's not easy from my understanding. Um, so, and then you've got to, you know, print a box with the warnings on it as well. It's tricky, tricky to do all at your house. You've got to have the right printer. Yeah, I don't see a massive black market happening as a result of that. Now, um, so we don't have a massive widespread COVID outbreak in New Zealand, but it's just lucky because we seem to keep getting everything wrong. One of the first texts I get, do you ever get sick of being a moaning old bitch? Go and live in America, then let me know how good we have it. Can't wait till all you boomers die out in the world as ours piss off. Well, if you'd let the galloping COVIDs come in and stop being so pathetic and such a hostage to fear, it would have come in, I would have died, and Bob's your uncle, although I'm not technically a boomer. I'm sure I could have squeezed in there. I do get sick of being a moaning old bitch. I really, really do. But what? The other option is to be, oh, she's amazing, she saved us all. Oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter that they tell us these things are in place, doesn't matter that they offer assurances and that they're not real or based on false information. I cannot, so that's what I mean. It's just unbelievable that, that it's my fault for being the messenger. So go and shoot the messenger, shoot the moaning old bitch, see if I care. But I will continue to highlight the fact that this incompetence is absolutely astounding. The stonewalling and obfuscating from the government is appalling. I think it is just there to to prevent the world from seeing they haven't got a bloody clue. And I maintain, looking at this record over the past year, it is dumb, pure luck and the fact that we live on an island that all the moaning old boomers haven't died. And can I also... Um in Kerry's defence, not that she needs anybody to defend her, but um, she's not that old. 
We made that quite clear. Um, now, the Tahulia train, uh, the train from Hamilton to Auckland, this has been fun, and I think it'll continue to be fun. Uh, not that fun in that there's money continuing to be spent on it, but it's funny though. Come on. Waka Kotahi can't stick their fingers in their ears and go, la, 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 not listening to anyone. This train service is awesome, when it very obviously isn't. Surely the better, more honest approach is to say, look, Patrick raises some valid points. We agree the service needs work. We'll look at it. Not this pathetic, childish public telling off and dressing down. All that's done is highlight how ignorant Waka Kotahi is prepared to be, how arrogant they are in thinking they're beyond reproach, and that criticism, even if it is internal, is not valid. So Patrick's been publicly admonished. He's had to delete his tweets. He's no doubt had a corporate refresher course on social media protocols, and he's had to issue a grovelling apology. And what are we left with? Well... A phenomenally expensive train service, which Waka Kotahi themselves threw 80 million bucks at, which is too slow, too ineffective, and as Patrick rightly pointed out, blows through stations it should serve. But God forbid they fix it. Better to just give Patrick a good telling off and pretend it never happened. Nothing to see here. I tell you what, if NZTA truly wants to serve the public, it could start by not gagging its own people when they try to speak the truth. Are they NZTA or are they Waka Kotahi? I mean, if you're going to go Waka Kotahi, you've got to go whole hog. You can't keep calling... Or is it just us that keep calling them NZTA? And also, uh, given that uh, we've been calling them NZTA all this time, and now that they're Waka Kotahi, can we just call them WK instead? Because Waka Kotahi... See, it's a mouthful. Am I being casually racist there? Maybe. Um... MMA, see there's more things that we've abbreviated because they're hard to say, uh, in school to stop uh, fights in the playground. Is this a good idea? A school in the Bay of Plenty at Taniatua where the school principal um, said that she noticed that fighting was getting out of control and the kids in the playground because, you know, an, an awful lot of kids, mostly boys but some girls as well, uh, they like the old bit of rough and tumble and that sort of stuff. But Tears are only a second away when kids are completely undisciplined as yeah. far as that sort of stuff The play goes. fighting in the play primary fight, school. Exactly. Yep. Play fighting when the kids aren't supervised in any way, shape or form um, can be a real problem. So the principal decided that she would bring in experts in fields like judo and jiu-jitsu to actually teach the kids these skills yeah. and, and, and to get them organised about it. And I have to say, at first glance, and the way it was presented on television, they had shots of mixed martial arts, which includes elements of jiu-jitsu and judo in it. Um, my first reaction was, holy smoke, do you really want to teach primary school kids this sort of thing? Yeah. But and we talked about it at length this morning, and I think we both kind of felt, came around perhaps, I know I have, Tyler, to the idea that I think that the great thing about martial arts, I feel, is that discipline is a massive part of martial arts, learning to control yourself when you're struggling with somebody else physically. Yeah. And that, to me, is a great skill to teach a kid. Yeah, and if you take it away from the MMA, professional MMA cage fighting, we all see mm. that's a brutal sport in the Israel Adesanya's of this world. Um, but when you take that away and break down what that sport actually is, the jiu-jitsu, as you mentioned, the judo, the yeah. discipline that it takes to, uh, to undertake that particular sport, and I've known a lot of friends who have undertaken 
Aikian, Jiu-Jitsu and Judo at a semi-late age in their right. 20s yeah. and they've never looked back. It's absolutely changed their lives in their words that undertaking this particular sport has just has just reshaped their outlook on life. See, my problem with this is that given the... Because I got into a few fights at and around school. Um, but if I'd been given the opportunity to learn how to fight... I wouldn't have taken it because most of the fights involved me getting punched in the head uh, because I'd made smart ass remarks about something and not too many punches and kicks and things thrown back from me or me being thrown down a bank into the mud. Yeah, that sort of thing. And they, they're not really fights, are they? But I'm just saying, the people, I, I'm not interested in learning how to fight. So the only people who are going to be interested in are the people who are doing the punching, the kicking, and the throwing down the bank. And I don't really want them getting more qualified at it. But I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so the Auckland's last video shop has closed down. I can't believe that hadn't already happened. Uh, and I can't believe nobody saw it coming, because of course we did. So how are you feeling about this? This is a big thing to do. Oh, it's been a very hard decision uh, to make, and uh, I'm sort of have mixed feelings about it. I'm, I realise that you know, video has had its day, but I have enjoyed it so much. But it's been hard to let it go. So and, you know, the library's been a huge collection. Yeah. So what was it in the end? It was just your inability to be able to get new releases on DVD since the pandemic. Exactly. We were still managing okay up until probably Christmas, and then. New releases had just dried up, so we weren't getting. We weren't able to offer the service that our that we would like to offer our customers. You know, they'd see something advertised that was only available on streaming, or it didn't come to DVD, and you know, it became harder and harder to to provide the kind of service we wanted to offer. What? Who are your customers? I mean, are they are they people who haven't yet caught on to the neon bars, the Netflix bars, the Wi-Fi stuff? Oh, I think it's. There are those. There are definitely those that are technologically challenged. Um, there are people that don't want to subscribe to streaming services, and then there are others who subscribe to everything, absolute film buffs who want to see everything there is and have very eclectic taste. You see, I don't believe the argument that there are people who don't understand technology who are still hiring DVDs. Because to me, it's a more complicated process to put a DVD in a DVD machine and make that work than it is to just turn on your telly and push the Netflix button. Funny old thing, life. I'm BNZB. Thank you for subscribing to me. Can't get me at a video shop. Um, uh, that has been News Talk Zbean for the week and we'll be back uh, for more for my faithful subscribers with a weekend edition on Monday. See you there.